Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. This series is entitled The Sales Leadership Roundtable. I'm interviewing a variety of business leaders, recruiters, and fellow trainers and coaches across North America, exploring how they have overcome the challenges related to COVID-19, amongst other very insightful sales topics. Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. And this week, I have a very special guest, a fellow by the name of Joe Roberts. Joe, welcome to the show. And for our listeners, could you introduce yourself? Give us a bit of a background on who you are, what you do, some of your major accomplishments, and how our listeners can get a hold of you. Joe? Yeah, sure. Ian, great to be here. Thanks so much. Um, I've been a fan of yours forever. Um, pro- probably uh, millions of dollars are related to the stuff that you've taught me over the last 20 years, so it's great to be here. So my moniker is the Skid Row CEO. I'm a keynote speaker. I help companies and people redefine what's truly possible by confronting limiting mindsets. So I position myself as um, an expert on resiliency and change. Uh, I've authored four books. Uh, the recent one was uh, The Push for Change, Stepping into Possibility. And a little background, uh, my expertise on resiliency comes from lived experience. In 1989, I was pushing a shopping cart as a homeless guy in the downtown east side of Vancouver. Twelve years later, I was on the cover of Canadian Business as a celebrated entrepreneur. So what I believe and I know you know this, Ian, but what, what I believe is that inside each and every one of us is an unlimited, untapped potential. Just sometimes they need a Sherpa to help access that. So uh, if the listeners want to find out a little bit more about my story and what I do, uh, they can find me at skidrowceo.com. As well, we've got a, a section there on books and resources and all kinds of great stuff that uh, they can tap into. I think one of the other things, too, Ian, the level of conviction I have around possibility mindset comes from a life experience. In 19, or I'm sorry, in 2016 and 17, as a philanthropic project, I actually pushed a modified shopping cart 9,000 kilometers across Canada. Now, a shopping cart was a throw to my store, and we did that to raise awareness and money to support youth homelessness. And so while we face the pandemic and so many changes that sales professionals and businesses right across the board are facing, I know what it's like to wake up every single morning faced with problems that don't have immediate solutions, dealing with fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And what do I got to do today in order for me to be successful tomorrow, next week, and at the end of the quarter? So there's my uh, long elevator pitch. 
That's fantastic, Joe. And what an accomplishment. Not only did you raise a lot of money for, for homeless youth, uh, you pushed a shopping cart across the country. That is most incredibly uh, impressive, amazing. And uh, next time we go for a walk together, take it easy on me because you're far more fit than I am. So congratulations, Joe. That, that is absolutely uh, a life accomplishment. Uh, very proud of you, and you should be proud of yourself. Um, well, Greg, you know, somebody's... go ahead, Joe. Yeah, no, well, I was just going to say, some people's midlife crisis is a Corvette. Mine was a, a charity walk across the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look how fit you are as a result. That's, that's fantastic. That's, that's, what an accomplishment. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. I know our listeners would uh, love to get perspective on this. Um, a couple are related to the pandemic, uh, and, and a few more are really related to, to sales and selling. And... So my first question for you, Joe, uh, this week is what have been your most significant business challenges as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah. So as you can imagine, I'm a keynote speaker and I had a calendar full of events and literally within about a 10 day period, we watched about half a million dollars worth of business gone. So we had to quickly circle back. Now, fortunately, because of my, my, my expertise and, you know, because I talk on, um, you know, soft skills and, and building resiliency and mindsets and all that stuff. That became in high demand. So what we had to do is pivot, quickly pivot and see how could we get this service model out to folks uh, virtually. And it turns out now I'm, I'm just as busy as I was uh, going into the pandemic today, but we had to make that, that shift really, really quickly. And, it, you know, I think as it relates to salespeople, there's just so much need now for us to be able to sell remotely. That face-to-face stuff is gone. I'm not in airports and at conferences anymore, but I, I still need to be in front of people. And so I think sales professionals that are pivoting and learning how the new technologies and embracing ways to get in front of their client base uh, will be successful. That's, that's uh, absolutely for sure. What fabulous insight there, Joe, in terms of even should we go back to some kind of regulated normal uh, the world has learned some new tricks, and some of those new tricks are going to stick. Um, certainly anything that, that saves time, money, or effort uh, can distribute a message uh, a more efficient way. Uh, I think those are things that we're going to stick. And, and, you know, the pandemic's been, you know, horrific uh, on health and on the economy and things like that. But it has taught us some new tricks. And if we can take something positive from it, that's always uh, the best way to look at it. What do you see the biggest sales challenges? I mean, you kind of talked a little bit due to, to COVID. You had a half a million plus evapor- evaporate from your calendar because people didn't want to get together anymore in one physical place. But as a salesperson, what do you? What have you seen as being the biggest sales challenge? Well, fifty percent of my business here used to come from referrals and 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 just word of mouth. I would go to you know the. Great West Life Sales Convention for insurance uh, folk, and you know I do such a great job. Next thing you know, MBRT is calling me, or you know TD is calling me. So that's gone. But here's here here's where there's huge opportunity. More people are on LinkedIn. More people are on Facebook and on Twitter and on YouTube. 
So like any bend in the river, what's at that bend in the river is gold. You just got to figure out how to mine it. And so we've shifted our perspective to look for clients and deliver uh, messaging and video content that pierces their 3 a.m. issue or their pain. And so we're attracting those sales calls and pitching ourselves using a lot more direct marketing. By the way, this was going to happen anyway. The pandemic just accelerated it. So um, I think that sales professionals and, and businesses and companies that are, are taking a look at different ways that they can take advantage of some of the positive things that have happened as a result. I totally agree that the, the whole digital marketing, uh, the internet era has, has not come and gone. It's come and stand and it's, it's going to continue on. And uh, certainly the people in the world of selling need to find a way to marshal these resources and these technologies to make them part of their tool bag and not hide from them because your competitors are eventually going to get their hands on them. Um, great, great answer, Joe. Thinking a little bit sort of, pre-pandemic, which is a lighter subject for most of us, what has proven to be your most successful sales strategy over the last three years? I have to say, you know, it's, it's twofold. Getting in front of the right buyers, but also um, making sure you're, the people you're talking to and you're investing your time in are qualified. I can't tell you about how many times I, I hurt my face chasing park cars. You need to effectively, I, I need to effectively qualify every single person that I'm talking to. So we boiled it down to some very simple questions when we're, you know, trying to evaluate if someone wants to hire me as a, as a keynote speaker or a virtual speaker. You know, when's your event? Are you, who else besides yourself makes the decision? Um, do you have a budget set aside for that? And, and, and when we do that and then leverage our catalog of references, you know, the way we do business and the technologies change, but the process will always be the same. Right. Right. Very well said. And, and I'm a big believer that it's all about qualifying and not about closing. I've written a guide and a book on that very topic. And you're right, Joe, whether we're using... You know, online as our communication versus face-to-face, uh, it's still a, a process. And, and qualifying is what separates the top performers in the world of selling from those that aren't. And so it's great to hear that uh, that, that is your secret sauce, that, that, that whole commitment to qualification in your process. That's, that's exciting. Now, Joe, over the years, I know you've had lots of different salespeople work for you. And this is one of my favorite uh, questions to ask sales leaders at large is what frustrates you most about salespeople that have worked for you over the years? Um, I think there's two things. It's uh, mindset and not doing things that generate revenue generating activity. Look, every rep uh, uh, does, does their own thing. Okay. Um, I mean, they're, they're running the, hopefully a, a unified process within the organization. And we, you know, we've, uh, we've always implemented and said, you know, these are our steps, this is our software, this is how we do it. But each one does it a little differently. A lot of times uh, I found that the reps that uh, did really well, they didn't work harder. They just did the right thing. They focused on the things that they did that led to revenue, right? 
I remember one time walking into, uh, you know, the, the office and that one of our guys was on the phone and there was two leads that had come e- emailed in and they were farting around on social media. And I, and I thought you got two potential clients who want to give you some of their money. And all you got to do is get on the horn and talk to them. So I think it's narrowing down and getting really clear on what, what do I, what, you know, what do I got to do today in order to ring that bell? And then take care of all the other stuff outside of, uh, uh, you know, uh, gen- uh, revenue generating hours. So I, I think that's well said. I'd summarize what you said, Joe, is it's the salespeople that work hard and not smart that frustrate you. The ones that work smart are the ones that produce. And I think all salespeople at large could learn a huge lesson uh, from that. Doing the right things, not just doing lots of things might be another way to, to, to say it. If, Joe, it, so my last question for you today, if you could change three positive things about your sales force, what would they be? Um, I think it's, uh, I think I'd go back and say, I think it's consistency because, consistency. you know, we, yeah, we do things and then we drop off, right? So consistency mindset is a big one and you're seeing that right now more than ever you've got some people that have been doing this you know decades where all of a sudden they begin you know they get hit sideways and their you know their industries are hurting and their customers and so you get bought into this stuff and what happens is when the mindset gets screwed up the actions drop off <laughs> right you see and it's there it, it just needs you know uh, maybe a, a different approach and then um I think the, the third thing is what I already mentioned, Ian, was, which is consistent actions that lead to uh, uh, revenue, revenue generate. And I guess if I was to bolt onto that consistent actions is a connection to why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the work I do. I wake up every single morning just, you know, just, just fired up to get the opportunity to speak to people, to change their perspective, to give them tools to go out and you know, hammer and make more money and have more success and have a more fulfilled life. Right. And so, uh, I'm connected to my why or my purpose and that drives my actions. And I think that a lot of times when we see actions drop off as a coach, you know, I'll look at that performance improvement plan and say, okay, well, what's actually happening here? Do you not know what to do or are you just not doing it because you're not connected to something or, you know, you got something going on between your ears. That's an excellent answer. If your if your why is big enough, you'll find out how to get it done. That's uh, great wisdom you've shared with the listeners, Joe. Joe, uh, Joe Ross you know, has been my guest this week. Uh, Joe, can you summarize one last thing? Well, I'll tell you what. When I was on a park bench 30 years ago, there was a guy, his name was Gus, and I met him by happenstance. And I remember he looked at me and he said, there's more to you than you could see. And at that time, and, and, uh, Ian, I was a, a homeless, disheveled kid. I had dirty fingernails, matted hair, clothes I've been wearing for months. But he spoke to my possibility and potential. I think the greatest tragedy in life is uh, not that it ends too soon, it's that we wait too long to begin it, that everybody's walking around with these power tools in their pockets, you know, and, and just, just never really pulling out and, and dropping it down and, and being able to reach their, their full potential. And that really drives a lot of the work that I do today. Because if a guy like me... We used to, you know, hang and shuffle around underneath the Georgia Street Viaduct and go out and be successful than anybody can. 
That's so inspirational, Joe. Thank you very much, sir, for being on the, the podcast this week. Uh, my guest this week has been Joe Roberts, resilience expert, motivational speaker. Uh, Joe, how can they get a hold of you one more time? Sure. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me or, or, or thinks they might have an event or a group of people they'd like to put me in front of, they can go to the skidrowceo.com. Just Google Joe Roberts, skidrowceo. It'll pop up for you. Thanks for having me on the program, Ian. Thank you very much, Joe. Have yourself uh, a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. For more information on my books, guides, online sales training, and coaching programs, please visit salesmentoryou.com. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.